Welcome to the From a Certain Point of View podcast. Uh, this is episode 8, where we are reviewing episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. This is Adam. I don't have Josh with me here in the intro, uh, but Josh is here for the episode. Uh, we the uh, This week's episode is going to look a little different, and uh, probably sound a little bit different too. Uh, but we recorded this on our way uh, to our second viewing of The Rise of Skywalker, and then uh, we recorded the second part of this on the way home after viewing it a second time. Uh, so... Our uh, the first part of the show is going to be kind of our initial reactions to the to the movie, and then we'll pick up after our second viewing with an in depth discussion, and uh, the, there will be some spoilers there as well. So, but uh, without any further ado, let's just go ahead and jump right into the reactions. All right, so for this week, uh, Josh and I kind of wanted to do an episode almost in two parts, I guess, and what we wanted to do was get our first viewing reactions and get our second viewing reactions and we're actually on our way to the theater right now for our second viewing i wanted to give like maybe like it's a general thought and then maybe we'll get into some other stuff after that but then we'll kind of do a deep dive after we finish our second viewing here uh so general thoughts after one viewing josh what do you think um my general thoughts after one viewing i you know i haven't really I haven't wanted to talk about this. Yeah, and we haven't talked um, at all. Uh, <laughs> so, well, I mean, we've talked, but we haven't talked about the movies. So right. Thursday night. Because for me, like, I know I need to see it at least twice to be able to give, like, some really accurate thoughts about it. Because, like I've said before, um, you know, the first time I see a Star Wars movie, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the experience. I'm processing. I, I miss a lot of things because... Sometimes there's things that happen in the movie, and I'm like, wait, what? How did that? And then I'm distracted by my my own thoughts. Um, so I know there was a lot that I missed. My Unfortunately for me, my first reaction coming out of the movie, I felt almost the same way I did the first time I saw The Last Jedi, um, which was just kind of a little bit disappointed um, and not, not really knowing how I felt about the movie. Um, but as you know, the second time I saw The Last Jedi, and then the more and more I saw it, I fell in love with it and really appreciated what it was. So I'm hoping that, you know, seeing this a second, third, and fourth time will maybe kind of change my opinion on it. So that, that was my first initial reaction. Okay, yeah, and there's a lot to be overwhelmed with in this movie. Like, the, Yeah, the pacing is just breakneck. Like, it, it, it is. hardly ever slows down. Yeah. And I'll be honest, it didn't bother me. I thought I've, I've read that, and I thought that maybe it might, but I felt okay with the pacing. And even after, this is actually a, so break the uh, break the fourth wall here. I guess this is actually my third viewing that I'm heading to. Okay. So I felt better, like I felt okay on Thursday night uh-huh. uh, with the first viewing and the pacing, and it's a lot. Like, I, I I won't ever tell anybody that that's wrong because that's not wrong there is a lot happening in this movie right uh there's a lot that jj wanted to cover um it could have been an hour longer i think yeah it could have been yeah uh so that is a very real critique with the movie i think Mm -hmm. but i didn't have a problem with thursday night and i i I think i even had less of a problem with it on friday night yeah uh my first reaction was a lot more positive than 
uh, my reaction with The Last Jedi was, uh, and I actually came away, I thought that that was the perfect ending for me. Uh, it was not perfect, and I said this on Twitter, so I, like, it was not perfect. Right. It's not the best Star Wars movie ever made, and it's not even my favorite, mm-hmm. but I did love it. Like, yeah. I, I enjoyed the heck out of the movie, and... I've seen it, like I said, twice so far. I love both showings, and I'm looking forward to a third. I told uh, my wife last night, Denise, I, 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 I'm learning that I'm getting older <laughs> because <laughs> three weekend viewings in three days has been a little much for me. Yeah, so like, I'm, I'm feeling it a little bit right now. Yeah. But that's not to say I'm not enjoying watching it because I enjoyed it last night, um, and I'm very much looking forward to this afternoon. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see it again. I mean, I I think I think a lot of fans are really going to love this movie. You know, we've seen like the critical reaction on Rotten Tomatoes where it's around, you know, 58%, but mm-hmm. the fan reviews have been up in the 80s, high 80s, so I, I think yeah. a lot of fans are really going to love this movie. And one thing I said to you yesterday is it's a last Jedi polar opposite, like Yeah, which for me because I think there's a, I think if you loved the Last Jedi and what it did, you might you're, you're have some have a, issues with this, which is, with this, yeah. which is because I felt like a lot of this movie is whether, you know, I, I think it might be intentional or whether it's intentional or not. I think it is a reaction to The Last Jedi and, and tries to kind of fix and even retcon, in my mind, some of the things that happened in The Last Jedi. And I, I think sometimes it's like blatantly obvious. It's like, you didn't like this? Well, here, here's this. Yeah. Um, so that was some of my issue with it, where I felt like it was more of a, a sequel to The Force Awakens than a sequel to The Last Jedi, even though it did um, take some of the threads from The Last Jedi, and specifically with the Force connection between Rey and, and Kylo, where it took those ideas and expanded upon it. And yeah. I appreciated that about it, but... Yeah, and, yeah. some of the similar similar film, uh, filmography from that, uh, cinematography yeah. type stuff uh, with the transition shots and right. I still don't love that as a as a whole that connection thing uh, right right where you're kind of sharing a space but not really there and uh-huh. I don't I don't I didn't love that in Last Jedi and I still don't love it here yeah there's definitely some things that happen with the force in The Last Jedi and in this movie that I still don't know if I'm okay with, where I feel like it takes the force a little too far, um, to the point where, you know, it, it it changes kind of, I guess, some of the consequences that, without spoiling anything, like, um, you know, it, it, it's a risk for sure, because it, it could change the, the impact some choices in the movie have, and I, I don't know how else to say it without spoiling anything, so. Yeah, um... Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, there's there's one ability in particular that I'm still not in love with. Right. And I think that's where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it really takes some of the gravity out of the situations that the characters face, mm-hmm. I think. And you almost expect it to happen, and then it does. And it's just... It takes away some of the emotional consequences of what, they, of what the characters have done. Right. And I think for me, one of the, and I I think I'm going to, I look back and I kind of regret it a little bit where I feel like I took in so much of the marketing, so so much of 
the trailers and the TV spots and, and watched all of them. And I think, unfortunately, I think I saw too much. I think I was able to put the pieces together and okay. really, I felt like I almost knew what was coming. So it, it became kind of predictable for me. Um, and so I think I hurt myself by doing that. And I, I don't think that's going to be a mistake I make again in the future where I, you know, I think going in the second viewing, knowing, okay, yeah, so I, you know, this stuff is what happens and maybe I can just step back and appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I get that. And like, I watched a, a good bit of the marketing. I didn't watch all of it. I right. definitely did not watch all of it, but I think I saw a lot of the important stuff. And to be honest, the leaks that I read a few months ago were surprisingly accurate. They were accurate. I mean, I, I read a, a couple from like the first act and I didn't want to go uh, any further than that um, because they sounded like they could be legit and they, and they were, <laughs> um, they you know, were, it yeah. was leaked. I don't know if it was because John Boyega left his script I, that, under his bed or know. whatever or, or how they got out. But, um, yeah. you know, the leaks were accurate from what I saw. So yeah. that, that kind of messed with me a little bit too, where, it was like, and I think I loved the ideas behind the story and like the things that happened. I was very excited about them happening and what I thought was going to happen did happen. Yeah. But for me, when I actually saw it, I was like, I didn't know if I loved the execution and like, oh, now that I have this thing that I thought I wanted, I don't know <laughs> if I kind of want that or not. So, um, you know, the things that I wanted to happen in this movie did, but then it was almost like, oh, you know, it didn't really surprise me too much or shock right. me or anything, which is fine. And I actually you know, but, ended up feeling bad for our show last week because yeah, we talked I, about some of that stuff and, and, I, and it, it, if I had yeah. known that that stuff was actually that accurate, I never would have even brought it up on the show. Right, exactly. I, I didn't think that... And I mean, we presented yeah. it as theories and right. you know, at that point I think they were because there were a lot of competing theories that were equally plausible. Equally plausible, yeah. So. Um, but yeah. I, but I ended up actually feeling really bad about what we talked about on the show last week, just right. because it, right, it I came mean, true. Yeah, yeah, and there, there were a couple ideas out there that I, that I saw that, you know, I talked about, but at the same time there were just a few predictions that I kind of had come up with, um, you know, that did end up happening, which is, which is fine. Um, yeah. But I just don't know how to feel about it quite, quite yet. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to talk about fan service a little bit, yeah, um, because that came up a little bit in some media and <laughs> things. Uh, and maybe you remember the quote better. Uh, Ryan Johnson discussed fan service a bit. Yes. Uh, do you remember that quote from him better than I do? Because I, 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 I'm, it's along the lines of it is it is a mistake to cater to the fans when you're writing a story because it's not going to be. And, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah, yeah, it, It's right. not going to be as powerful and compelling. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, that when, sounds... when you're writing a movie for the fans versus when you're writing a movie from your own inspiration. Um, and I, I definitely agree with Ryan Johnson on that. And that's part of the reason I didn't like some of this movie was because I felt like it, it was fan service and a, a lot of it was. And I felt like it, it felt more like a fan film than a genuine piece of art you know to me okay yeah uh, I actually come down on the opposite side of that mm -hmm. I, I I disagreed with Ryan Johnson on that pretty heavily and you know for me from my point of view 
when I go into a movie like that, when I put down my money, I expect to see some of those things. Yeah. And that's where I came away disappointed with Last Jedi, mm-hmm. still disappointed with Last Jedi, and feeling very opposite about this movie. Right. Yeah, I think... And, yeah, go know, ahead. I think it comes down to, like, what, what type of fan are you? What type of movie do you want to see? You know, do you want to see something that, that challenges you and that surprises you and makes you think about things in a different way and consider other possibilities? Or, you know, do you kind of want to be given what you want to see? Yeah. Um, and I think, I think a movie that can strike a balance between those two things can be the best kind because if it kind of gives you some of what you wanted to see, um, but also surprises you and kind of makes you think about things on a deeper level in a different way. That's the kind of movie I want to see. I want to see something that challenges me and surprises me a little bit, but also gives me a few of those things that, that I kind of wanted to see. Um, I think this movie, in a weird way, even though I, I definitely agree there's a lot of fan service uh, within it, it kind of gave me both of those things because, mm-hmm. and I'll use the one thing in particular, uh, and without, without, giving it away just yet um, I did not want the main that main surprise uh, with well, let's just say Ray yeah um, I didn't want that at the beginning yeah I didn't I didn't either and I actually had gone so far as to say that if that actually had happened I, I, I would have I would have quit at that point you know yeah um However, seeing that play out on screen and how that all happened and how that was resolved, I came to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it fit for me. It fell into place. Yeah. And it did challenge that in a way because she's left with a choice about what right. to do with right. with uh, you know the revelations surrounding her and. I kind of loved what she chose, and, and it's not what I would have wanted maybe six months ago, mm-hmm. or maybe a year ago, or even two years ago, when this all started. I, I, I would have liked to have seen something more um, uh, traditional, I guess, with her. Yeah. But I came to love it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, and so... Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it will land with me in a different way the second time or third time. Um, because the first time I, you know, I, I felt the same way you did about it. I didn't really want that to be what it is, um, but it is. And I felt like the reveal for me, the way it's revealed, was a little, a little anticlimactic for me. Um, okay. Just in the way that she gets the time and place that she gets that information, I thought it could have been more powerful had another character revealed that information to her at a later part in the story. Um, but that was my first initial reaction to that um one thing i want to cover and i'm just gonna say this out front palpatine is back in the flesh yeah um yeah and that's kind of a spoiler but mm-hmm. it's literally right up front in the movie like, yeah so i don't feel bad about saying that yes and uh, he is terrifying and awesome through 99 yeah. of the movie and I don't know if there's anybody out there listening to this podcast as a family but if you have any young children just kind of be aware the, some of the images around him are actually terrifying. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, there's some scary images in there, for sure. Um, but, man, did I love how he looked. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I like that he was he's back in, in the way that he's back. I think yeah. I, I would have appreciated a little bit more of an explanation, explanation. as to why and how. Um, there and, was a throwaway line there about dark science, and right? Things, cloning and things that right. the, only the Sith knew, which is which is that was a weird line too. Yeah. Um, but there really is no clear explanation about that. And right. I, yeah, I, I do agree. That's one of the things that I was. And I think the first thing that threw me off, actually, that, that kind of, for me, set the uh, the tone of, of the movie in a way that I I don't know how to feel about yet, was the first line of the opening crawl. Um, and when I read that, I was like, okay, so they're just giving it to us right now, um, yeah. right off the bat. I would have liked a little bit more lead-in into that, um, you know, where... But I, I guess they present the threat right in the beginning. Because, yeah, they, you know, yeah, they do, and, and that you know. it kind of sets the tone for what's yeah. happening across the galaxy. Which right. The tone of that opening crawl is very different than the other eight opening crawls. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, it's a little more. I'm not sure how I want to say this. It's, mm-hmm. it's a little less uh, narrative and a little more um, exposition, I guess. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. If, yeah. If, yeah. If, if that makes sense at all. It does. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's a very different it's a very different opening crawl, mm-hmm. and like I like I know what you mean by that very first sentence, and it took me back a little bit when I first saw it as well. Um, but then like I was actually sitting there as I was watching it the very first time, and I was like, you know, I'm 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 okay, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. It's different, but I'm yeah. okay, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um. And, and that's something that I found myself, and it, it, this is interesting, like, I, I've been kind of watching some of the conversation around this the last few days, and, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of fan conversation around this, it, uh, this movie so far, um, you know, we talked about the Rotten Tomatoes reviews, and so far the fan reviews are pretty positive, but yeah. there's still a lot of discussion happening around right. this. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of things to and it's almost talk like, about. Yeah, and it's almost like the tables have kind of turned a little bit here. You mm-hmm. know, um, the people that kind of got what they wanted with eight, uh, maybe didn't get what they wanted with nine, and then vice right. versa. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I, again, I think, and this and this isn't an overall truth across the board, but I do think that if you love the Last Jedi, you might have issues with this one, and if you didn't like the yeah. Last Jedi, then you probably will like this movie overall. I think. Um, you know, there are exceptions, of course. And the, the thing that I want to present is, even though my reaction was what it was, I don't, I don't, I didn't want to talk about how I felt because I don't want to ruin anybody else's experience of this movie because I, I think that there are a lot of people that this movie's really going to work for. And I think a lot of people are going to love this movie. Um, you know, for me, I just didn't have that, that positive reaction, at, at least at first. But I, again, like, it was tough being a fan who loved The Last Jedi for the past couple of years just because of all the negativity surrounding it. And I don't want to be that negative voice bringing down anybody else's experience. So that's why I was very hesitant to talk yeah. about my opinions on I, it. Uh, so here, here's um, here's my response to that. And that's something I've been wanting to talk about. Um, I actually, so it's actually been tough for me the last two years also as a fan that did not like The Last right, Jedi. Right, right. Uh, and it's almost like, it's almost like, uh, you have to qualify your opinions on these things anymore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it seems it, like you have to justify and we don't, yourself. We yeah. don't have to you do know, that. You know, and I yeah. think the tone that, that you and I have set up around this show 
is that we can talk about these things yes, respect and we each can disagree and, yeah. and we can, uh, you know, we can have these discussions without you know, resorting to calling each other names. Exactly. Um, your negative reaction is perfectly fine and it, mm-hmm. it wouldn't bring down my positive viewpoints about the movie at all. Like I'm very excited about this movie. Yes. And I'm very and, happy of, for, for all the people that love yeah. this movie. I am just so elated for you. Right. I, I wanted lots of people to love it and you know, I'm, I'm excited. About yeah. That. It, but like, I, but like I was saying, like it, it's been tough for me as a fan that did not like the last Jedi. And it, it sounds weird because it seems like so many of the fan base feel like that. But I also feel like because I don't like it, that with a certain segment of people, and I'm not saying that this is you at all, mm-hmm. uh, because it's never been you, uh, but with a certain segment of people, my my dislike of the movie puts me into a certain category of fan, right? Uh, that you know carries some negative connotation. Which is true about it. you, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, you know, that's not true at all. Uh, people can like what they like and not like what they don't like uh, yep. which is and that's perfectly fine yeah um, i think that's a big a big lesson to take a real life application of the star wars fandom is to realize that it's okay to have different opinions it's okay to disagree um and you know just talk about that and have a discussion about that and it's it, you don't have to resort to to name calling or disliking one another your people are allowed to have different opinions everybody has a different perspective a different point of view and and that is just the way it is you know yeah i agree yeah. uh we're getting kind of close to the theaters anything else that you wanted to throw into your first viewing uh first part of this episode yeah i, I do want to say there's okay. a there are a lot of things that i loved about this movie okay. um there are a lot of positives i have you know i do have some issues with it and um just with you know just store like structural things like film things that that I you know see that I have an issue with but like but there's a lot of things I love about it um I love the comedy in this movie I think it's spot on it's, it's feels very like Star, Star Wars, Wars comedy, comedy. Yeah, it doesn't very, feel like yeah. some of that last Jedi comedy um that took me out of it a little yeah uh, I love a few of the, the use of a few of the new characters especially like uh, the Babu Frick. Babu Frick. <laughs> I don't um, know what we have done I as Star he, Wars fans stole to, the movie. to deserve um, Bar- uh, Babu Frick and to deserve <laughs> Baby delightful. Yoda oh, yeah, and deserve BD1 but yeah. we are getting blessed yes. by, by wonderful new, new characters here um, I loved the trio being together uh, I loved the, yeah. the dynamic between Ray, Finn and Poe um, you know I, I loved and I don't want to talk about this specific scene but there there was a scene that really really had an impact on me that I'll talk about when we talk about spoilers that I loved um okay. so I love the I love the end um the last thing that happens in this movie I, I adored so there, there's a lot that I, I definitely love about it despite my issues with it so just wanted cool. to say that yeah yeah I, I think that wraps it up we're getting ready to Uh, arrive at the theater here so we're gonna enjoy our second viewing and we'll catch you in just a few minutes for our second viewing reaction yeah so we're gonna take a couple hour break here and uh, we'll be back with some more thoughts so for you it's gonna be like no time has passed at all yes (laughs) magic of technology (laughs) okay through the magic of podcasting uh just over that little audio clip we have watched the sky rise of skywalker a second time now um i loved it again josh how'd you feel yeah we're 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 back and i just 
I just, uh, man, coming out of the theater the second time, I'm feeling a whole different range of emotions than I was the first time. I don't, it's, nice. a, it's amazing how a second viewing can change how I feel about, about the movie. And, um, you know, I, I was telling you just as we were walking out that I cried like three times during that movie. Um, once towards the beginning, once towards the middle, and then at the end. Um, and, you know, we'll get into the specifics of that when we go yeah. into our, our spoiler talk. But I think, you know, the first time I was kind of in my own head canon of, of what I thought was going to happen. And okay. even though I predicted a lot of what was going to happen or kind of had a feeling, it you know when you imagine it in your head and then you see it Seeing on the, the screen it down, it's yeah. it's different so okay i think in because i was kind of like distracted with my own thoughts i missed a whole lot of little details that what i originally thought were like oh there's so many plot holes um now having those gaps filled in for me you know i i can put some of those things aside and just i just really was able to appreciate um everything that there is to love about this movie and there's a lot to love about this movie i mean i might still have a few little small nitpicks and, and right but right. that's with any movie you know and yeah. that's with any star wars movie there's always going to be those little things that but overall like now i just feel like this was a, a great end um to the skywalker saga and to this trilogy and and these stories and everything so i'm i'm very satisfied this time very cool. energized very happy um so that's how i'm feeling now, now to your point though yeah. uh because there's so much in this movie it is so easy to miss a lot of things yeah yeah i definitely missed a lot and i think that that's still maybe a fault uh, mm -hmm. of the movie itself yeah uh, so you know like we said before it's, it's still it's not a perfect movie no no uh it has uh, a few problems here and there uh, -huh. uh and we'll probably get into some of those specifically later but um it's very easy to miss that, and I think that that maybe might cause some of those feelings with, with a lot of people, not just you. Right. Um, because there were th some things that I missed. Uh, you know, I uh, we, we talked about one specific thing earlier, but we'll talk about that later. But mm -hmm. I, I missed I missed some parts, like especially with Lando. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's and some, seeing, just a few little lines here and there that I might have missed that like yeah. connected some things and yeah, made yeah. things make more sense. You know. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, kind of the main catalyst in changing how you feel then was just kind of seeing how, already knowing how things actually shake out then, is that... Yeah, and I mean, I kind of predicted that a couple weeks ago, that that's kind of how I... When I'm when there's movies I'm especially invested in, the first time is just too overwhelming for me. <laughs> okay. The second viewing is always my favorite, and this, once again, the second viewing, I think, will, will be my favorite, so... Um, nice, yeah. nice. Um... That was I was saying before we started recording here. I still just can't help it. Happy giggle every time Bobby Frick talks. <laughs> I love Bobby yeah, Frick. I mean, I think I think out of all of the maybe all of the Star Wars movies, but even out of the, all the uh, newer ones, I laughed the most during this movie. I mean, there's yeah a lot of great comedy and with three PO with Bobby Frick, um, with some other characters with Poe. You know, I think he has some great lines. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the dynamic kinda, between all three of them just really yeah, works. Really strong. And, yeah. it, and it, it compares to, you know, Han, Leia, and Luke are always going to be the big three. But yeah, um, yeah. but it, it felt like that in a way. And they had some great moments. And I really felt their connection, um, especially at the end of the movie. Um, there's a moment that happens at the end. And 
it, it just I really felt it this time yeah. because of their connection. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, there was a lot of great comedy. This is a this is a swashbuckling adventure it, film yeah. too, and I love that it's, aspect of it. It's a lot of fun to watch. I don't know if we um, used this word before, but it is breakneck. Yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. the pacing, it, you know, it it's just one thing after another. But uh, you know, this time around, I, I liked that about it. And right, um, there's and even a. <laughs> I, you know, I was thinking about. The, oh, go ahead. Finish I was just gonna say that. that there is a great like. It's like they pulled this plot thread straight out of the Goonies, and, and I loved it too. So we'll talk about that. Too. Okay. Yeah. Um, part of me feels like the breakneck speed though fits because you know if, if you think about the situation that they're in yeah they don't uh, have trying, a lot of time here they don't have time yeah. like this is the last like you know the clock is ticking here mm-hmm. uh you know there is a time frame set at the beginning of the movie for when this is all gonna like you yeah know, for when this is all over and you know it, it kind of brings that for me it brings that urgency to life mm-hmm. i think there's definitely know? some urgency there yeah. right uh now I do want to say this before we jump into spoilers. Like I can't help but feeling, looking back on the trilogy now as a whole, uh, that one director should have done this whole thing. We've talked about that before. Yeah, and, and I, I don't want to yeah. say JJ, and I don't want to say Ron because like I don't want to make it sound like anybody did anything wrong. No, here, no, no. They have different styles, obviously, but you know, it was a misstep from the beginning to want yes. to pass it off, and yeah. I like. I, th- I think what happened here, Adam, in my opinion, is that Disney is a big company, and they are a company that likes to make money, and they wanted to push these movies out and get them out every other year, and I think they rushed things a little bit. And even though the end product, I think, is great, and I appreciate it and love it, I think if they had taken the time to write treatments for, like, all three, it, it even had a consistent writer for all three, and then that had different directors, maybe, you. Yeah. you know, um, I think... You can tell in some parts that there wasn't, and there doesn't need to be a concrete plan, but I think there needs to be an overall plan. Now, JJ, from what I understand, had uh, an idea going forward for how all three would play out. Right, but then, of course, with what Ryan did, he had to make adjustments in this one to fit what Ryan did and to fit what he wanted to wanted do to originally. Still, right, so you could right. feel a little bit of that, you know, yeah. um, where we just jump right into like we said in the beginning of the podcast here that we just jump right into the emperor being the threat and yeah. um he's like okay and you just have to kind of accept that and and go forward yeah. now that being said i don't think that anything in here actually ruins the last jedi there's a lot being no. made about it being an apology and yeah i don't think that that's always true like right there, there, it definitely walks back a few things yeah and uh I think I was talking to you a few days ago about how it's uh, about how it feels like this is almost JJ saying, you know, like no, like this stuff actually we need this stuff. You right. Know? I think I think that I think those are your words, but um, yes, like no, this stuff actually is important. To, but I don't think you know. that any of that actually diminishes what was what happened in, in the Last Jedi for 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 the people that that's very important for that movie still exists and mm-hmm. those ideas are still very present. Uh, you know, Broom Boy is still an idea. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that you don't have to come from a certain bloodline, that's still an idea. Right. Uh, it, yeah, because I do we'll like the there, idea we'll that We'll stop any, there and pick that up later, but, yeah. but that stuff still exists. Because I know? like the idea that anybody could have be strong in the forest. You don't have to have a lineage or something like, right. you know, so, yeah. Yeah, and that, and like I said, that that, that hasn't gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's still a part of Star Wars, and 
doesn't matter what happened in this movie, that, that, that stuff is still, you know, that stuff is still canon, and that is, I, I guarantee that that's going to be revisited somehow, some way in the future. Right. So. And I think um, along with what you said, like, I can, I can see myself still loving The Last Jedi and loving this movie, and yeah, the first... they can coexist. They can coexist. The, right. Now, the first time I saw this movie, The Rise of Skywalker, I felt like it was more blatant that J.J. was kind of retconning, but this time, I didn't feel that as much. Okay. I didn't feel like it was as blatant, minus maybe one scene, which we'll talk about, okay. um, that I felt like was, but other than that, I, I see how they can kind of still fit together. Okay. Well, we are really dancing around some stuff here, so at this point, uh, I'm going to give everyone like maybe five seconds to hit the pause button, and if you have not seen uh, The Rise of Skywalker yet, you know, this is the time to maybe pause the show and come back later. Uh, Go see it twice. Yeah, yeah, don't don't just see it once and think you got it all. Right. Uh, there's a lot, so so yeah, we're going to give you about five seconds here, and then we'll pick back up, and this is going to be spoilers from here on out. So here's your spoiler warning. Three, two one raise a f- palpatine man <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're, we're diving right into it um yeah um let's let's start from the top though okay okay yes. so the first line in the opening crawl the dead speak. the dead speak <laughs> okay so uh, i'm not gonna lie I'm not a fan of that. Um, okay, that's fair. I think it was pretty, you know, kind of yeah. corny and like, really? A, a, little, a little bit, yeah. a little bit. Um, so, you know, the first time I saw this movie, I did have, a, I'm going to be honest, a little bit of an issue with that. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> here we, and mm-hmm. um, I thought there would have been a little bit more lead up to the discovery of, I still thought Kylo Ren was going to discover Palpatine in some way. I just okay. thought it would take a little more time to get there. Yeah, um, no, but it did not. No. Um, so I think the second time seeing it, once I accepted that, okay. And the first time I saw it, I was like, I wish there would have been more explanation as to how Palpatine survived, um, and how he's back. And we don't really get that. He's almost still a corpse. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, his eyes are, he still seems to be clinging to life. His eyes Um, are glassed uh, over and he looks like he's still dead. Right. Uh, and I don't know if that's a, really a thing or not, but I mean, it may be, I don't know if he's like reanimating himself. And right. His, I mean, you know, obviously. Because he had, did, he, you know, he he'd mentioned his, and this is getting a little bit later, but he mentions how his spirit will pass into different things. Yes. And that's an idea that's been around for a while about, right. you, know, you know, Sith can inhabit uh, things like that after they pass. Objects I don't, or no, maybe even people. Maybe yeah. he's inhabiting his corpse, uh, right. you know, and his spirit would pass that way. I don't know. Now, um, it seems like he's connected to something that is yeah, keeping him a, moving or keeping him alive, maybe. Keeping him alive or helping um, him move. Yeah. yeah. So he doesn't seem to have full control of his body uh, yet. Now, one thing I'm going to say is J.J. said his favorite scene one of his favorite scenes from the prequels is in Revenge of the Sith when yeah. Palpatine tells Anakin that dark side is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. And he literally Natural. says that yeah. same exact word line, um, which was a cool reference. And, like, so obviously he's I think it's more than a reference. Of, I think that yeah. that's there for a reason. Yes. He has, you know, from maybe from Plagueis or something, uh-huh. um, figured out this ability to, right. to stay alive. Uh, which I kind of want to mention this right now, but um, 
you know, going back to Ray being a Palpatine, Ray's father was Palpatine's son. Okay. And doing some math on that, so I, I well, uh, so first of all, let's say this. So doing some math on that, mm-hmm. um, it seems like that son would have been born, and you kind of have to guess on the father's age in the flashback scene, right? But I'm kind of guessing around like the thirty to thirty-five. Yeah, he's probably age range. Yeah, he looks kind of mm-hmm. that, that age. Um, that would probably put his birth, the son's birth, within the time of the Empire, right? Uh, which I was kind of wondering about that if if his birth would have happened while Palpatine was still chancellor, senator, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it very much looks like you know, judging on his on the son's age in the flashback scene with how old Ray is, with how old that she is now. Yeah. Uh, saving you all the numbers, that would probably fall within the time of the Empire. Yeah, and I'm I'm thinking that. You know, it would be really cool, and I don't know if we're going to get this. Maybe we'll I wonder get if it. you're going to say what I'm gonna, what I was going to say, <laughs> and maybe we'll get it in, in a book or a comic or something like that. But how cool would a Palpatine series be on Disney Plus and, oh, okay. and getting okay. some of those answers? You know, yeah, um, just covering Palpatine's life from maybe from even starting with Plagueis and uh-huh. his master, and, and and I think filling in those guys. I think we're going to get a lot of material. Yeah, that can now fill in it's some time the, to fill in yeah, stuff. Yeah, to fill in some of these questions we still have, questions about the Knights of Ren, because while they played a role in this movie, you know, I don't even think Kylo Ren speaks a word to, to the Knights. <laughs> Not much. In, in no. the movie. You know, they're just kind of there doing his kind of bidding. Yeah. Um, but stuff, questions like that, questions about Palpatine, how he's still alive, I think we'll get some of that. Now, uh, going back to the abilities that some consider to be unnatural, I can't help but wonder if Palpatine created his own son. Right. And not actually was born as a, you know... Yeah. As a regular son. And I don't know if that means that he engineered that, that uh-huh. you know, through the cloning or dark sciences that... Right. ...that uh, Dominic Monaghan uh, hints at uh-huh. in, the, in the one scene. Or if it was maybe the uh, you know the Plagueis midichlorian trick, right? Um, I don't know, but I can't help but wonder about that. Yeah. So I think we'll I think we'll eventually get more answers. And it also begs the question: Why is not why is the sun not dark? Why is the, you, know, you would think that if Palpatine had a son that he knew about, mm-hmm. that he would try you know and, and maybe was created or raised as an heir to the throne or whatever that he would. Uh, have made tried to make him dark. I don't know. Right, and I, I think as many questions questions come up with, as yeah. are as many questions are answered in this film. I think it even asks a lot of other questions mm-hmm. too that hopefully we'll get answers to. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we see we see Kylo Ren find Palpatine, and he tells him that he's been every voice that's been in his head. Yeah, and I want to ask you, so at that point you hear a, a, number, a couple different voices, only a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, the first being, you know, Palpatine is talking, Sidious yeah. is talking. I can't quite make out the second voice. I think I'm it's not, Snoke. It's, I was wondering if it was Snoke. It didn't quite sound like him. Yeah, but I'm pretty I think sure it would it have Snoke. to be. Yeah. And then Vader. And then Vader, yeah. Yeah. So, my first question is... Was Palpatine just behind Snoke, and Snoke had his own individuality and own? You that's know, a good question. Or, or was I've he possessing Snoke? You know, like yeah. um, I, that's a you know. A I've good been question. wondering the same thing. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, because then it brings into question, you know, if, if Palpatine was engineered and was his own identity, uh, I'm sorry, if Snoke was engineered yeah. and was his own identity, then, uh, you know, we have engineered people that are force users. Right. Which I'm not, I don't have a necessarily a problem with, but that's, uh-huh. that's an interesting uh, ramification there. Yeah, yeah, it is, so. <clears throat> and then my other question was, okay, if, if uh, Palpatine has been Vader's voice in his head, mm-hmm. you know, so all along when Kylo thought Vader was kind of speaking to him and showing him the dark Mm -hmm. side and when he was talking to his helmet like that was actually Palpatine Palpatine talking to him. And I like that. That made Uh sense because that was a little bit of a weird thing with The Force Awakens where he was following, uh, you know, um, Vader's footsteps but we all know that Vader had turned by that time. Yes, exactly. Uh, So that kind of makes sense there with, you know, why you know, Ben would kind of fall for for that voice in particular when right. that voice shouldn't be around anymore. Mm-hmm. So, uh, where do you want to go from here? Well, we we pick up I think with um, Finn and Poe and um, kind of we have oh, the, Claude, yeah, right? Claude, <laughs> which you know he was just kind of a random alien that was on the ship with, um, helping fix things when he doesn't have arms right right so that was interesting <laughs> um but we you know kind of they're on this mission to get some kind of information yeah um and so i like this scene i thought it was pretty cool um i enjoyed you know just the the action with the falcon and everything action like good comedy and, yeah, yeah yeah and you know we we get some information that there's a spy within right. the first order yeah yeah Anything more you want to say about that kind of part there? No, no, I don't think so. Uh, that, that kind of brings them back, and this is the first time that we reunite our our three characters at the Resistance base. Yeah, so we have Ray who's training, and yep. we find out that Leia is training her. Yeah, which was really cool. Yeah. Um, and now. So I guess my next question is, while Ray's training, which I love this scene, by the way, especially the second time, um, and I just thought it was really cool, the stuff that she was doing, she, the remote, yeah. was was Kylo Ren, Kylo was, was he controlling, controlling the remote and yeah. trying to attack her with it? Yeah. Okay. I, th- I thought that was what was happening, and I didn't, but it wasn't quite their normal force connection that they have. So Not I was quite. just a little bit confused she by can, that. I believe she can sense him. And I believe that's why she trips. Yeah. And then I, then I believe that he starts controlling the, uh, the training droid, yeah. Right. Uh, which she then has to get crafty to crush. Uh-huh. And uses the staff. So it's clear yeah. that, you know, she kind of hints to Leia that she hasn't quite mastered Luke's saber yet. Right. Um, and... You know, she's like, I'll keep working at it, basically. Yeah. Um, but the staff, you know, she's pretty sure-handed with that thing. She's been using that for years. Now, I do want to ask, whose saber is she using there? Did she reconstruct Luke's? Yes. Because it was torn apart? I think it was mended. You know, okay. I, I think we see, like, in the middle of it, there's, there's kind of a piece around it that okay. is, is holding it together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so... Like I said, at that point we get reunited with our with our three, and, uh, and we get some nice banter fam- between Ray and Poe. Yeah, Ray and Poe are at odds. <laughs> She's uh, like, you're, you're difficult. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then uh, Poe and Finn deliver the news that Palpatine is back, right. and that kind of launches us into our our next mission, which is to go to Exegol, uh-huh. uh, which is the hidden homeworld of the Sith. One of them, I guess. 
right. uh, because that's not the only one that's in canon. Yes. Um, and to do that, we have to find a, a Sith Wayfinder, uh, which Luke was looking for. Right. Now, about the Sith Wayfinder, yeah. um, when when Kylo first found the one that's on whatever the planet yeah. was he was on first, um, right. it looked like a holocron. It does you know, look like I, a holocron. I, I was, so I'm thinking, like, what is the difference between a holocron and a wayfinder? And there, there's that's a lot of questions I have I about. To look up. Yeah. yeah. I don't um, know if that answer is out there yet, but that's one of the things I wanted to look up. Right. And so I just have a, a lot of questions about these little details that are in there, you know? Right. Um, like, right. and did Palpatine leave these behind so Sith followers could find him or something? Or, like, you know, how? To, there's just some questions I have about some right. of those plot points. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I have some of the same questions. Right. So, so we ended up on the forbidden, how do they call that, the forbidden desert, desert of, of Asana. Asana. Yeah. During a festival that only takes place once every 42 years, which is an interesting a, detail. A reference to how long how this long has gone on. Star Wars saga has gone on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so kind of an interesting rhyme there, I guess. Uh-huh. Um, that, that would have started, you know, at the time that this all began, and then, you know, 42 years later, we're doing that again, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, so this is where we meet up with Lando. Right. So if, if there are... And now, sometimes I think in this movie you have to put aside some of those little plot conveniences that you get. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Lando just so happened to be there. Has he been there since... He and yeah, Luke were there. He, he mentions that he and Luke were. Uh, well, Luke was looking for Exegol. Right. And, uh, happened to be there with Lando somehow. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if Lando was there and they met up on the planet or if Lando came with him. I don't know. But, right. Uh, but yeah. Um, I, the plot conveniences don't bother me, to be honest. I mean, that happens in. Yeah, I mean, it didn't bother me the, the second yeah. time around, for sure. I, you know, just kind of okay. suspend your disbelief a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah uh, I gotcha. Which I was able to do right the second time around. Yeah. Uh, so we so some pretty cool action scenes on on one's, uh, on Pasana once Kylo Ren uh, meets up with, with everybody. Now, the one thing about Pasana that I would be okay without is Chewie getting captured. Yeah. I yeah. think that t- that's probably time that could have been better spent elsewhere, but then that also does get them on board, you know, Kylo's starship, which also is kind of pointless if you're just going back there to get Chewie and get the uh, the dagger back. Right. I mean, I thought it, I thought it was a cool kind of scene. Um, and and you know that Chewie isn't dead when that transport blows up. We, we have to mention, mention that, that, you know, Kylo intentionally pushes Rey. Right. Uh, to the edge of her capabilities. He, he says he needs to see it, and she needs to see it. I guess that's his verification that she actually is a Palpatine. He's a Palpatine, yeah. Because uh, but he pushes her so hard that she ends up shooting she lightning. Lightning, right? And she blows up the transport, which initially they think is the only one uh, that was not the only transport. Chewie was on the other. But you know that Chewie's not dead because he hasn't had his time with Lando and the Falcon yet, which was a big scene in some of the trailers. So right. Now, now I did have... Um, a kind of a, a brief moment where they had me believing Chewie was dead, and I thought okay, well, maybe they pulled okay. maybe they pulled an Avengers thing where they uh, 
put a scene in put, the trailer put, that didn't... put a scene in the trailer and put Chewie in there and he wasn't really in there okay. or something you know I so, didn't believe it for a so second I didn't I did a little one. bit and I was concerned okay. I didn't <laughs> um, bite on that one I right. bit uh, I bit on one later but I didn't bite on that one right now we we also if we rewind a little bit too yeah um we get some sinking fields no which yeah. is something fields. that's referenced on Jack being on Jakku okay by Ray in the Force Awakens so we kind of see what a sinking field is and they sink down into it um, oh right right okay. and this for me is where there's the reference to the Goonies okay. because they find this corpse who happens yeah. to have this thing that when you look at it a certain way it it shows you the way to the, the treasure basically okay um, which I thought was a cool little thing because I love the Goonies yeah um, but it reminded me of that so that's where um that's where that reference came in for me, which was okay. Okay, I get it. Now. And then okay. I also loved how um, uh, Poe had his flashlight, <laughs> and then Ray lit up the lightsaber, and he was just like, "Okay, my flashlight is pretty much useless yeah. compared to this lightsaber." Now, initially, because uh, 3PO reads the dagger because it has inscriptions on it, and yes. that's actually how you, you find the, 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 the second wayfinder. Right. I didn't love 3PO's explanation that he just wasn't allowed to translate yeah, it. Yeah, he's not allowed to, It's against his programming to translate it. The so, second and third yeah. time I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, like, okay. The well, first time I was like, wouldn't it just be easier that he can't read it until he's reprogrammed? Right. Like, he, can't, he doesn't even know what it says. Right. It, uh, it does lend itself to, you know, a joke by Poe saying, you know, like, the one time we, yeah. we want you to talk, you won't. <laughs> yeah. um, which I thought was funny, but... But yeah, I mean, it is just kind of one so, of those little plot devices. That, yeah, you know. So that that leads them to Kajimi, uh, where there is Babu Frick, uh, who is the stole the show, in my opinion. Yeah, stole every scene show. that he's in, yeah, I love Babu Frick. Yeah, and I've said that like five times the show. I don't care, I do. Um, so yeah, that leads them to Kajimi, where Poe, some of his past is revealed. Um, he was a spice a spice runner. runner. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. So is that how he knows? Well, for, he knows some little things here yeah, and there that, that yeah. Finn called kind of like wire. shady things, like hot wiring things. And yeah. The, do you think he learned how to light speed jump? Probably from, from that. doing that. Yeah, getting I away see. from out, getting out of trouble. From, right, right. You know, getting um, boarded or whatever, you know. And I liked uh, Zori Bliss for yeah. for her part in it. I liked I, her I character. Liked, I, did. I liked the dynamic between her mm-hmm. and, and Poe, and I liked her character and. Um, I wasn't too sure about Carrie Russell at the beginning of, of, of you know when I was hearing about the casting, but I, I yeah, liked the character. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think there's some some cool stuff that happens on Kajimi, um, and then we get to another confrontation between Ray and, and Kylo Ren. Yeah. So yeah. we'll kind of skip ahead of some of this. You know, Chewie gets rescued, obviously. I, uh, now get I did. The I did back. think the kind of the infiltration scene was pretty cool like the action in it like with um finn and poe taking out the stormtroopers and 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 getting you know to chewy and everything i thought that stuff was well shot yeah yeah i I liked it i liked it yeah yeah definitely good um it was was no canto bite right no Um, no no there's nothing for me there's nothing in this movie that's like oh that was like a really weak subplot like yeah. Canto Bite was you yeah. know? for me there wasn't anything there's like there's little that. things there's I could little... do without but there's no yeah. 20 to 30 minute segment right, that just doesn't right. need to be there yeah exactly um, so yeah Chewie gets rescued but then the scene between Kylo Ren and Rey this is kind of where she starts to learn her past yes and uh, you know Kylo does say that he never lied to her mm-hmm. uh, which is what we called from a um, certain point of view he never lied to her yeah <laughs> He saw part of the truth, mm-hmm. and 
he tells her the rest of the truth actually in two different confrontations there where he figures out that she's actually in his quarters and that's you know she gets the dagger back there and uh then later in the in the hangar um he comes in person to to meet her uh so the two things that he reveals there that come into play are that like, like we said a she's a palpatine but b there are what's called a dyad in the force yeah like what the and that's heck is a dyad? And, and that's something that i didn't catch until the actually my third time viewing uh-huh. is what he actually said there um was it their because of their bond that, that was, their bond and, and, so and that comes Snoke back into play that? later i don't believe so i i you know i, I think that's something that's he said he bridged their the minds you know what i mean but like he brought them together that way but yeah. i think that their natural ability to do that because snoke isn't around anymore and they can still do it uh-huh. i think that that ability comes from that dyad that yeah. they and the explanation there is that they are it's called a dyad but they are two that have become one uh, in, in, in some way yeah. in the force uh-huh and I think their ability to do that, I hope, is reserved. Uh, you know, their ability to kind of see each other and talk to each other that way, I, th- I hope, is kind of reserved for those special for those dyad characters. cases yeah. type thing. Yeah, I don't think right. it's something that we'll normally see. Yeah. So, uh, you know, moving ahead. Um, you know, before we do... Yeah. Um... I guess I'm wondering what details exactly Kylo Ren knew about her parents before he went and talked to Palpatine, because I don't think he 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 didn't know that she was a Palpatine in the Last Jedi. No, you know, um, I think he knew that her parents were like killed in front of her and yeah. were buried on Jakku or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, he he knows some know, details there. Yeah. And he kind of helps her to remember on her own some of those details. Right. And I thought well. it was really interesting that the ship that we saw take off of Jakku and her, her vision that mm-hmm. she saw in The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. like they're actually on this ship and using yeah. this ship. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I um, thought that was I, I thought that. that was interesting too. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we've kind of talked about a lot of this already, so let's kind of skip ahead a little bit. Um trying to figure out where we want to pick up here but uh they've met a droid along the way Dio Dio kind of has some details about Exegol that the resistance can use to at least kind of figure out locate where the planet is but not how to get it right um you know and and I know we're kind of skipping over a few things here especially on the the Endor moon uh-huh um but you know, uh, Ray has the she has her confrontation there. Then uh, this is on Endor, but Ray has a, a confrontation on the Endor moon where the Death Star remains are, which and, is an unnamed moon. Right. Yeah. I mean, but like something was released about it being called Kef Kefbur. Kefbur. Right. Um, oh, that's yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But I but I thought it was cool that it was a moon of Endor, and they actually right. say that I think in the movie. Oh yeah. yeah. Um and. I love when Ray's approaching the throne room that we hear that music from Return of the Jedi. Like John Williams' score in this movie is spot on. Like yeah, it's the notes he hits that reference different parts of this whole saga. Like excellent, just yeah. loved it. Yep. Um, so I love that whole thing. And then when she finds the the wayfinder, that's when she has that vision of Dark Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which I thought was kind of cool as well. And, 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 they go and it felt bit. like the Empire Strikes Back when right. Rey confronted his vision of Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and they, can, they go at it a bit, but then uh, she gets pushed out of that vision and meets up with uh, Kylo Ren who's there in the, in the, uh, who's there in the flesh at mm-hmm. this time. Not a vision. Right. And he destroys the holocron, uh, which kind of throws a wrench into the plans. Yes. Um, but they have their confrontation, uh, which ultimately results in uh, uh, Leia, you know, back at the Resistance base, finally knows what she needs to to do to reach her son, and mm-hmm. she decides to sacrifice herself to try to reach Ben one last time, which she does. And Ben stops the fight, drops his saber. Ray picks it up and uh, stabs him through the stomach. Um, which initially, I bit a little bit on that one. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy crap!" But then, yeah, when we talked about force healing. It's just you know instantly that he's not gonna stay dead, right? So yeah, he and doesn't. And I I have a little problem with that. Yeah, this is where that the the force healing ability can become problematic if if it's used obviously too frequently then it takes away the consequences of characters being mm-hmm. in, in in peril or, or being in danger and and you know just cuz you you want to feel like these characters that you really care about aren't safe necessarily you know something yeah. could happen to them and and that that's a a powerful device in any storytelling yeah. um so to take that away a little bit is a bit controversial. It's, it's you rough. Know, and then um, where's that yeah. been all along? You know, I, I right. I was talking to to, to someone else. Uh, there was actually Nathan that we were talking to on the show last week, and you know, we kind of arrived at you know where has this been all along, mm-hmm. and how does Ray know this? Right. Uh, you know, she could have, and I think I think the best explanation right now has to be that maybe she learned that from the Jedi texts that she has, uh, and those are. May, that's maybe not an ability that's taught by the Jedi because it teaches to hang on to things that you don't want to lose. Yeah, I think it almost had to be in the text somewhere, um, yeah. you know, of her learning that that ability. And um, but that ability comes into play in, in big ways in this film. Not only at that mm-hmm. point, but also at the end. Later at the end. Um, but I think it, it does lead to one of the most emotional. Um, parts of the movie when when Leia does what she does to reach out to Ben and it's then, not just, yeah it's not just Leia that has to bring him back and then Han um and Han is not a ghost he's what's called a memory in this yeah he's a memory which is interesting I think that's a, a the force maybe using that memory to give Kylo his own vision right which I loved I mean we could have had you know the force ghost of Anakin come and talk to him yeah. and, and say you know hey um this is what I did. I defeated the emperor. I sacrificed myself. I turned to the to the light, and so can you. And that would have mm-hmm. been powerful. But I but I think it's even more powerful to have Han do it because yeah, I agree. What I mentioned to you, this is my favorite scene in the movie. The first time I saw it, and the second time I saw it. Um, and actually, the first time I saw it, I was actually sitting by you, and and out loud when I heard Han's voice, I said, I was like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> because he's not. We know he's he's not a force. He's ghost. not a force ghost. He's not. And when you see him, he's blatantly not a force ghost. Right. Right, but I love... So immediately I was okay with it at that point. Yes. But, but you, you don't see him at first. You just hear him and you he says, him, hey, yeah. kid. Yeah. And you know the voice. I knew the voice. Uh-huh. And it just 
for a second I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't do it. They didn't make him a force ghost, yeah. which was great. Um, because I, I think they realized that the fans <laughs> would not go for that. Um, <laughs> but Luke tells Ben Kylo in the Last Jedi, you know. If you strike me down, I'll always be with you, just like your father. Yeah. So his father is with him, and I think that's emotionally powerful. That's and, true. That's true. It's not something I thought of. And it, it's it's one of those things that um, they kind of revisit the scene in The Force Awakens yeah. when he truly turns to the dark side. Right. Um, when he kills his father to fight the light, he thinks that killing his father will turn him completely to the dark side and he won't have that pull of the light anymore but and it's interesting that you said truly turn the dark side because mm -hmm. i think that's a i think that's a cool point and if anyone out there has not yet read the uh rise of kylo ren the first one i think you should and i don't want to oh, say yeah. what's going on yeah. here yeah but i think that that might actually have been his commitment his yes. the time that he committed that to was the dark committing. side and, the, and jj has said before that the Force Awakens not only in Rey in the light, but in in uh, Kylo Ren in the dark as well. In the, mm -hmm. in, that, in the events of that movie, mm -hmm. um, so I love how we get a mirror of that scene in The Force Awakens on the on the bridge um, that, of course, didn't have any rails on it because it's Star Wars. Yeah, um, <laughs> and and we hear the similar lines repeated um, yeah. from you know Ben saying I know what I need to do but I don't know if I have the strength to do it right and at first he th in the force awakens he thought what he had to do was kill his father and now yeah. he realizes he has to throw away the dark side um commit to the light be Ben Solo let Kylo Ren die and he has the help from his father to do that which I thought was a the most beautiful moment in the movie and that's the second yeah, time that I cried <laughs> um the first time was when Ray said goodbye to Leia because okay. I knew that was going to be the last time this time watching the movie, I knew that would be the last time yeah. that she would see her um, in person anyway. And so I cried then, but then this moment too. Yeah. Just. And the, the dialogue in that scene is just on next level good. Yeah. Uh, you, know, yeah. Where, you know, Ben kind of looks at him with tears in his eyes and says, Dad. And of course, what would Han say? Right. I know. I know. He doesn't yeah. even have to tell him uh -huh. he loves him or he's yes. sorry or whatever he wants to say. In that moment, he doesn't yeah. have to say it. And I didn't even pick up on that the first time. I didn't. I mean, I, I didn't. I heard it, but it's mm -hmm. like it didn't land it didn't register, until the yeah. second time, you know? Yeah. And the way that John Williams turns Kylo Ren's theme into Ben Solo's theme, mm -hmm. you can feel the dark side of his theme and then turning into the light side of his theme and the notes that he changes to make it flourish and mm -hmm. make it feel like he, he is turned and redeemed. Um, it's just beautiful. Yeah. So. I loved it. Uh, so let's fast forward a little bit here. You know, um, are we going to get Ray going to Octo? To, yeah, Ray goes to Octo, yeah. and she kind of—that's kind of her she's moment. Failed, she, basically. She's you know? failed. Yeah. Hol the not the holocron. The wayfinder is crushed, mm -hmm. and she's done. She goes to Octo to end it and become a hermit, like right. her first master before her. Just like she, just like Luke was going to burn the tree down, she was burning the. And the she, tie fighter yep. and everything, you know. She takes uh, Ben's tie fighter and mm -hmm. she lands on Octo and she destroys the tie fighter, so she can't leave. Uh, which I mean, she knew that the X wing was there. Yeah. So that's a little. Yes. Because she did see it before, yes. right? Yeah, I think she. Well, I don't know if she sees it. We, as the we audience, saw see it. it. I, I don't I think know it if it almost looks it. like she saw it. She she may have. She may yeah, have. I'll have to hey, go whatever. back and look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she destroys the TIE Fighter, and she's mm -hmm. about to destroy the lightsaber, but yep. she's stalked by and then, 
force ghost of Luke. Luke catches it, which, you know, we saw Yoda interact interacting with, with the physical, the physical environment. environment. So we pick up on that. Um, mm -hmm. and JJ uses that here. Um, and we get the line from Luke, which I feel is the most blatant, like kind of saying, okay, this is a reaction to Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi, <laughs> where, where Luke threw the lightsaber over his shoulder. Luke comes out and says, a Jedi must treat his weapon with more respect. So for me, that pulled me out of it a little bit. Like, this is probably my, you know, as much as I wanted to love this scene with, with Luke and Ray and Luke being a force ghost, like the execution of it, there's a couple things that I still have issues with and yeah. I, I didn't love. But he it, also but, does say, yeah. you know, I, I was wrong. I was wrong, yeah. And the and lesson that he I learned that from that, it. You know, I, you know yeah. I think that, you know, Ryan would agree with that because it, it, at the end of The Last Jedi that, you know, Luke does realize that he Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so That's his character arc, you know. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, again, I, I think I mentioned to you on the ride over, like, just Luke looked a little too blue to me. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just a minor. He's very nitpick. solid. He looked very, you know, he, like like he's it, looked a little weird, and yeah. like his hair was still long and disheveled. Like I, I thought maybe he would look a little bit more like the the, the clean cut, the clean of, cut Luke yeah. we saw in, in his force projection. Mm -hmm. So that's my only gripe with that, um, you know. But I, I love the lesson that he delivers to Ray about failure and and facing fear because mm -hmm. the whole point of the last jedi the whole lesson in that is failure and and learning yeah. from failure so right i did love that yeah so um luke actually gives uh, uh ray the the tools that she needs or shows her yes that she already has what she needs to finish this out uh, so she has uh the wayfinder that was in kylo mm -hmm. ren's tie fighter um and she has not only Luke's lightsaber, but she has Leia's lightsaber, which uh, Luke gives to her. And I thought it was really cool that we got a flashback, a flashback of the training of Luke training Leia, because we know that he. Now he did. says, on the he says this was the last day of her training. Does that mean? Mm -hmm. Do you think? I, I read, I read that two ways. Yeah. That this was an incomplete training, mm -hmm. and that was the last day that she decided she was going to be trained, or she completed her or training. Or like this was almost like her graduation day, yeah. the final day. Yeah. I don't know how to read that yet. I kind of saw it in the, the second way okay. for me. But it could go either way. Okay. I mean, because, in, and he says she saw her... Her son, her son turns. Or dying or, or something. Dying, yeah. And she lays down her lightsaber yeah. to stop that from happening. Uh-huh. Knowing that someday someone would come up and take... Uh, someone would come along and take up the lightsaber and right. finish the job. Right. Uh, which ends up being Ray. Yeah. Beautiful lightsaber. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Very, yeah, love it. Love very the look of it. It's very, like a rose very gold. elegant. Yeah, you know? like a rose gold and, a, mm -hmm. and the silver plating. Mm -hmm. and yeah, beautiful lightsaber. Beautiful. Absolutely. Uh, very fitting for Leia, I think. Yes, yes. So, so Leia gets what she needs. Uh, no, Leia. Ray. Ray gets what she needs. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, the, this is kind of the, the last act now. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to Exegol. We're going to try to kill the emperor for once and you know once and for all. Yeah. And we have a huge fleet to stop at this point too. I uh, love that Ray is in Luke's X-wing. Yes. She's wearing the helmet. Yes. She's red yeah. five. Yeah. She's red five. <laughs> um, yep. I thought that was really neat. And as well. the resistance can get there by the the kind of the breadcrumbs that she's leaving. Yeah. In Luke's like she's showing them she's mapping the way as she goes to get everyone to Exegol because the path is not easy. Now we find out that. And, and this was maybe a sticking point 
uh, for you and I think for other people too. Uh, but Lando leaves at this point to go to the Core Worlds. This is what I missed the first time. Yeah, yeah, I missed. And this. it's a quick, it's a yeah. quick saying. But mm-hmm. Lando leaves with Chewie to go to the Core Worlds to drum up support. Yeah, and some, rally some people. And I think that this is important. I think that the differences here between the Rise of Skywalker and the Last Jedi are twofold. Mm-hmm. I think at this point, you know, we know that the galaxy knows that Emperor, that Palpatine is back yes. because of the dead speak. Mm-hmm. You know, there's these transmissions that are going out mm-hmm. across the galaxy. People know that this is happening. I love that it's called the Final Order, by the, the final way, because order. we had like yeah. Order sixty six, the First Order, the Final, the final order. order. So yeah. it makes it all feel pretty cohesive. Yeah, like. uh, but you know, the galaxy knows that this is a threat, and they know. What Palpatine means, uh, the, the you know the return of an empire, the return mm-hmm. of a stronger empire, even. Right. And um, you know, so the galaxy knows that, that that's a possibility. They don't know that in the Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. And also, they're not just sending out a call. They have Gendo, General Lando Calrissian yeah, is going to, to do this himself. Yes. And it's not just a radio broadcast asking for help. Right. It's it's a general of the uh, rebels of the mm-hmm. Rebel Alliance. Uh, Lando himself is yep. going to get these people, and I think that those two things make the difference this time around. Right. Yeah. I don't think it's the same. You're right. You're right. It is a little bit different. He's he's there, and he's a he's a big force in the galaxy. You know, I think he's, he's a legend a, as well. Yeah. But I think that's um, an important point to think of because you know you do have those two different times mm-hmm. in these two separate movies back to back where you know the same thing has to happen, and you get a different outcome this time. Right. Uh, so I, I think that that's the difference. Yes. There. Um, now I also loved before Lando even goes and does this, mm-hmm. the speech that Poe gives to the resistance. Yeah. Um, and he has now become the general. Poe and um, Finn. Poe and co, Finn are co, co-generals, co-generals yeah. which I love that. Yeah, um, yeah, I thought that was great. I love him kind of going to lay his bed and, and yeah, you know, and, and, and being like, I don't know right. how to do this. Yeah. And, Lando comes in and he's like, yeah. we didn't either. You know, we had each other. We we mm-hmm. had to make it work and figure it out. And um, Yeah, great stuff. Man. Yeah. I loved it. I love yeah. that. So now we arrive on Exegol and we have our, which I love the name of that planet, by the way. Yeah. Um, it's very cool sounding. Yeah. Um, very Sith sounding. And um, we have Rey confronting Palpatine. Yes. Mm-hmm. And a, a very return of the jedi scene you know yep. this is very reminiscent of return of the jedi and you know it yes. can be another positive or negative right yeah i would rather it not be so mirrored but yeah yeah, um, yeah. that's one issue is i had it with is. it because it, it's know, very I, you know the you know ray is seeing the the fleet getting decimated yeah and she can stop it by turning uh-huh. and taking up the throne and it's you know, a lot of it's very mirrored yeah so um, you, it's one of those things you either love that bit of nostalgia or you don't you know i wish I mean? it wouldn't have been like i like i i think that that i i, I wish that the nostalgia would have been wrapped up in the force awakens a bit and yeah the rest of it would have broken away but right. it didn't happen right even the last jedi had a lot oh, of yeah. it and we get it again here mm-hmm. uh it's very heavily the throne room scene and yes yeah. it's just a little you know for sure kind of spun on its head a bit for sure so um you know, a, a, a light side Ben Solo uh, is here as well. Uh, mm-hmm. He shows up to aid uh, Ray. Um, and he kind of gets caught up with the knights and dispatches them. Yeah, I had a feeling rather that, easily. I had a feeling he would end up taking them out in some yeah. way. Um, I, I thought it would be a little earlier. I thought Palpatine was going to order 
uh, Kylo to take out like the First Order and the Knights of Ren and, and Ren, like all of them. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it, he kind of was fusing the First Order with the Empire and, yeah, and, and right. it becoming all part of the Empire. Right. Um, so it happened a little different than I thought, which is cool. But I, I loved just the choreography of that fight with Ben and yes, his yeah. style as a, as a light side user yeah. was kind of cool. It's intense. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so, and then we have like the Ray giving him the lightsaber through through, through their force through connection, their connection behind um, the back yeah. trick type thing. And, yeah, you know, Ben almost gives like a like a ta-da bow. Yeah, before everything <laughs> kicks off, which I which I love that. That's to kind me, of that, a little bit of a humor thing that I thought was pretty it, cool to see with him. To, that felt so much like a Keanu Reeves type of move that, that, did, that he yeah. would do in like the the Matrix yeah. or John Wick or something like. Just, but I loved kind it. Of a half, know, I, half yeah, bow, head bow. I, yeah, I enjoyed that. I thought that yeah. was pretty fun. Yeah, that was cool. Um. But yeah, uh, uh, Ben dispatches the Knights of Ren, mm -hmm. and Ray is kind of doing the same thing with, I guess, we'll call those Imperial Guards or Gamma. I don't know what they would be called at this point, but yeah, they're very and, similar. And it was like one question I have, one lingering question: or Sith Guards. I don't know if we can like, call them that. Who are all these followers? Like, what were all those followers, followers that were chanting and stuff? Like, yeah. what were those things? Who were, I don't you know, know what they are. Um, if they're followers or maybe even that was kind of a mystery to me. Kind of embodiments of those Sith of the past. Are they clones? Are they you yeah. know what are they? Yeah. Um, so I don't know if we'll ever get that answer or not. But basically, they're minions of <laughs> yeah. you know followers of the. But things don't go well for anybody here. No, um, you know they have to modify their ground attack plans mm -hmm. uh, as far as Finn and Pogo, and, Ray and uh, Ben are not having a good time. They're, right. I do want to say if there's one weak part of this third act for me, it was like the sort of I, I guess it's not really a ground battle, but like the that the battle aspect of it okay. for me where I felt like it was a little too easy almost for them to take things out and do what they needed to do and it was just kind of like okay we need the to take out this the tower the we tower went down yeah. pretty easy I can, I can agree with that right yeah. where it was just one of those things where you just have to kind of just take it or leave it but mm -hmm. um yeah sure but the confrontation and the stuff that happened with, with Ray and, and the Emperor and Ben I thought that stuff was all yeah, the, the interesting, more interesting. So aspect. that that dyad comes back. Palpatine kind of accidentally figures out that they're they are a dyad in the Force, and he says it's mm -hmm. not something that's been seen in generations. generations and he's surprised right. by that, so yeah. that's why I don't think that maybe necessarily Snoke. Yeah, yeah. caused that. Yeah, because he didn't seem he didn't know about he it. He didn't know about that. He's 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 surprised that that's happening, but he uses that. And this is a weird this explanation. This is where it gets a little wacky for me. This is a weird yeah. explanation, but he uses that bond, that the life force created by that bond, and mm -hmm. the best way I can think of describing that is in The Last Jedi, how you, how you get those training scenes about the forces, the stuff that's in between all things. Yeah. The bond that's between those two characters is apparently so strong there's a, there's that it's a power creating some it. type of force, some type of power yeah. within itself. Yeah. And that's what the Emperor can use to feed on to bring himself back in his full flesh and right. blood form. Right. So the power so, of the two, he says, restores the power of the one. So I guess my question about that is does it take away There's a away, lot of questions about that. Does by it the way. take away their bond? Does I don't it, understand does it that take part away of it. I, it didn't kill them. No. It didn't they can still use the I don't force. Think that he's you know, feeding off of them. It's that bond. It's I the think bond. that that hurts them somehow or weakens right. them somehow because it does yeah, weaken it them. It weakens them, yeah. So it was just one of those things that was a little more out there for me that I kind of have to wrap my mind around, you know? And I think that that's something that probably has to be explained on heavy, more heavily in other yeah. 
in other uh, meetings. Some other material. Material, yeah. 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 Uh, that's a very interesting thing. That the whole dyad thing was. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, that's a very deep concept. It is to talk about in basically two sentences. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of questions that it raises. Um, for sure. So so that that that's what happened. So Pal- Palpatine is back in the flesh and blood. There he goes all out lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, shooting lightning into the sky and bringing the fleet down. And, and that's where we get that, everything out. That's where that moment of desperation is where we always, you know, yeah. always when you reach the climax of, of, of a story mm-hmm. that you have that moment where you feel like all hope is lost and, you know, we our chances are dwindling, you know, mm-hmm. and, then, and then you have that moment of, okay, now we have hope again, you know, yeah. um, because Ray gets up and everybody in the force. And, yeah, she gets those all kinds of voices, and yeah. I have to check to see who all was in there. So we yeah, were talking we heard about Obi Wan. We heard Obi Wan, Mace Windu, Anakin, yep. Anakin, Ahsoka, Ahsoka. maybe Kanan. Um, Freddie Prince Jr. did have a cameo there, so mm-hmm. um, uh, I'm coming up blank on the character that he voices, but he was in that. Yeah, Kanan, I think it is, isn't it? So that is Kanan. Yeah, Kanan. Okay. Yeah. All right, so that was Kanan. Yeah, then. from Rebels. Yeah. I don't know. If, um, yeah, I don't know if we hear Ezra or anything like that or not. I, I didn't, didn't hear didn't Ezra. Catch Ezra, right. but but basically they're all telling her. They're all saying, you know, "Rise." You know, there's the first Yoda. We didn't mention Yoda. I don't think. So I think it comes into like the rise of Skywalker being having a dual meanings. Um, just kind of like the Last Jedi did, where mm-hmm. Luke was the Last Jedi, but Rey was also the Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and the rise of Skywalker. I mean, we have Ben Solo rising as a Skywalker again, mm-hmm. and. Kylo Ren being destroyed, and then we have Rey also rising mm-hmm. as a Skywalker and taking on the Skywalker name. So, yeah, yeah, and and to kind of wrap that all up, you know, um, uh, Rey, Rey, and Ben do not strike down the Emperor. His own power takes him away. Yes, yeah. Uh, so she kind, kind of, of def- how... she kind of deflected. His, his lightning, lightning with and, the lightsabers in it, and that's kind of how we escape the spirit, not moving into her is that she didn't actually strike him down. Right. The Emperor's own power was used against him, turned back on him just like it was sort in of like, 3. And it reminded me of like the, how Voldemort's destroyed kind of in yeah, a way as well, you know, sure. that type of thing. Yeah. So, um, but in that whole thing, Ray, the, the strength that it takes to do that kind of finishes off an already weakened Ray. Yeah. And she does fall over and she, mm-hmm. she dies. Um, you know, uh, Wikipedia actually gives her Death date. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Is that date on Exegol? And then Interesting. Says later uh, resuscitated. Yeah. Um. But Ben, uh, who was pushed down a, a pit by the Emperor, did not die. <laughs> we know that you are s- safe if you fall down a big pit. Yeah. Um. You're coming back, whether you're Dol- Darth no Maul. Death at the bottom of that except pit. For, yeah. There's no death at the bottom of that pit. Um, it must be cushy. <laughs> like. <laughs> Jumping off a cliff and frozen in the snow, right. just like so, landing on a marshmallow. So there's definitely moments in here where you got to suspend your disbelief and just kind of take yeah. those leaps that right. you're required to take as an audience member. And the first yeah. time I had issues with some of those leaps and details and questions, but this time I, I kind of suspended that and was able to enjoy it more and, and yeah. things that happened. Yeah. Um, so you know, Ben does climb back out of the pit and mm-hmm. he does use the healing that he... I guess learn from Ray. Now my question is though, How? did he did he heal her or did he 
give her his, and I guess it's similar. Well, Ray um, says when she does that that she's actually passing some of her life force onto that. So he character. passed. So, I mean, he's already his weak entire at that point. life force or, to yeah, her, or what he had left at that point. Yeah. And you know, he probably doesn't have much left at that point because he's so weak and right. know, he's he's almost dead anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, whatever he has left, he gives to her, and that brings her back. But that right. also ends him. Yes, and he does fade away instantly into the force. Mm-hmm. Now, I thought for a moment I was like, man, I'd kind of be okay with Ray providing the sacrifice and Ben and Ben living. When, that was one time I that um, I did bite. I thought that maybe Ray wouldn't make it out. Right, and but then I thought to myself the second time I saw it. Well, even though I'd kind of want this, like. Even though Ben is is redeemed in a way for us, for the galaxy, he probably wouldn't He's be accepted. Yeah. Um, and so his sacrifice is in in, in yeah. Ray being that person to carry on the the light and the Jedi right. is is you know fitting. So. Right. So so that does it. Uh, really, um, mm-hmm. you know, the Emperor is dead. That allows the 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 fleet to kind of finish off mm-hmm. all the destroyers. Uh, there's other shots, kind of a very, again, a very echoed shot from Six where you see across the galaxy, yeah, these we, things are falling. Which I thought was cool. We got to see Coruscant. Um, yeah. And um, Endor. Coruscant and Endor. You know, where yeah. we get to see a brief shot of Wicket and, you know, another Ewok there mm-hmm. um, and, and stuff like that, which I thought was cool. Yeah. It's a nice way to end it. And, uh, you know, we get our. Again, very six celebratory scenes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At, at the end. And, and it was then, that, in the moment where we see Finn and Poe and Ray all, yeah. that was the moment that, like, I mentioned earlier where because of the, their interactions in this movie and their connection, I really felt that embrace at the end, and it was it was powerful for me, and it was yep. you know, another moment where I was fighting back tears there. So. And then we get our payoff. Yeah. yeah. After this, Ray goes back to... <laughs> when we first saw it, I leaned over to you at this point and I said, "Okay, like, now, wait a second. Which, which planet which with Jawas is this? <laughs> which planet with Jawas is this one?" Um, you know, the man. But it was Tatooine. Yeah, and, and I was so glad lands we went back to Tatooine at the Skywalker farm. Yeah, and I, oh man, was I emotional. And during I, I mentioned scene. to you, not on the podcast, that I thought that she was going here to set up a temple, which I thought would have been awesome. That would have been up cool. On those same She's setting one up, but she maybe not there. Yeah, but, but she I, did I, not. I love how she. Slid Slides down the down, sand, very, very rem- reminiscent yeah. to seven. Um, that all came mm-hmm. full circle, and uh, on that, I yep. love that. And yeah. she uh, very respectfully kind of ties up Luke's and Leia's mm-hmm. sabers and uh, you know, buries them. Yes, thus ending the Skywalker saga, and um, but not really, but not really. And because here's you know, our payoff. Yeah, the payoff. She she gets great. up and there's. The random old lady. Before before we get to that though, she reveals that she has constructed her own lightsaber oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. using her staff, that. which is what I've been wanting to see yep. since The Force Awakens. Like I, I felt like okay, this staff is going to be a, a, a double bladed lightsaber at some point in time. Yeah. And we didn't actually see it being double sided, but I feel like it is. I feel um, like it might be. Too. I feel like it might be. And it's yellow. It's yellow. The, the blade color yeah, is yellow. At first I thought it was and orange, we talked but it's about yellow. this mm-hmm. uh, off off the show again. Um, it's and I, I think we should go into depth in this some other time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that is a symbolic cover color of a Jedi Sentinel, mm-hmm. uh, which at high level is kind of a, a Jedi that kind of walked the the in between the balance between 
force knowledge and uh, combat mm -hmm. readiness mm -hmm. type thing. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and uh, old lady number one, whatever her credit would be. <laughs> asks who she is who are you because right. this is the question yeah. we've been asking since the force awakens who we are get you? our answer finally and uh she she gives her first name and then mm -hmm. she's asked for her family name again yep. in this movie um and she glances over and we get our our force ghosts payoff yes luke and leia and yes. they're smiling and encouraging her yeah I kind of wanted to see Ben there as well, but I but I I'm glad that we saw Luke and Leia see, yeah. on Tatooine and everything. And yeah. she says that her name is Skywalker. Skywalker. So she has taken on the Skywalker name, which I absolutely love. This I do, yeah. is I all about too. the family you choose, um, yeah. not necessarily the family that you're. And this you're born is where into. yeah, this is where the whole thing we talked about, where those things in, in Last Jedi are not gone. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. The bloodlines do not matter. Still. Right. Right. She chooses what she wants to be a part of. Yes. And she has found her place in the that story. That payoff yeah. is still there, and mm -hmm. for me, anyway, and in a, in a way that I can totally get behind. Yeah, absolutely. So. I loved it. And, and we, of course, once again see the setting suns on Tatooine, mm -hmm. um, which brings everything full circle. Full circle, yeah. Um So I, I don't think it could have ended in a better way yeah. for me. Yeah, so. perfect ending for me. Yeah. So the second time... I found so much more that I loved about this this film, and um, it left me feeling very satisfied with the Skywalker saga as a whole. And, and this trilogy, um, I think this trilogy is all about, you know, identity. Who are we? Who are we? We're, we're in the shadows of these legends, mm -hmm. and how do we step up and fill those shoes? How do we live up to those legends? Um, and I think that's what this this kind of trilogy was all about, and carrying that baton, yeah. the baton being passed, and. I really want to see these characters again. Mm -hmm. um, I want to see that yellow lightsaber in oh, action. Yeah, I want to see Rey training Finn or training other Jedi. Like, I don't know right. if we'll ever get that. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. But at this point, I would like to see it. So that's how I'm, I'm feeling Agreed. right now. Agreed. Yeah. yeah we're we're going to be back with you guys soon and talking more about what we got right, what we got wrong yep. um, in our predictions. I'm sure we'll revisit. Uh, the Rise of Skywalker quite a bit in the future, but until next time, remember, the Force will be with you. Always.